Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 44 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet, dealership 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. You can check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles, or give them a call at 519-824-0210, or you can email them at info. That's info at barrycollin.com as well. Just to let you guys know, it is truck month at Barry Collin Chevrolet here in Guelph. And the 2023 Silverado pickup truck 1500 is now available for 3.49% financing for up to 72 months. Eligible Costco members can receive uh, $750 bonus gift cards on select trucks as well. I hope everyone's doing well today on this uh, Friday, April 21st. And I'm looking forward to my guest today. Uh, his name is Jason Smarr. He is a professional basketball player, a guard with the uh, Basketball League's Salem Capitals. And when he's not playing basketball, he teaches elementary school physical education. And he's also an assistant coach with the Corbin uh, University men's uh, basketball team up in Salem, Oregon. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to Jason today about his basketball career and also being an assistant coach and a phys ed teacher as well. Good afternoon, Jason. How are you doing? Good afternoon for you guys. Good morning to uh, us West Coast uh, U.S. people, Pacific time zone people. How are you doing, Chris? Good. I, for, I should have. I forgot that. So good morning to you. Oh, no, um, you're all good. Hey, this is hey. I had one guest a year ago that was from Australia, so they were like fourteen hours ahead of me. Oh man! So I had to do the podcast at about three thirty in the morning Eastern time. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, but uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jason. I know you're busy with your um, uh, being a phys ed teacher, and also you got a game against tonight against the Bighorns, who are uh, seven and seven. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be that'll be a good game tonight. Um, you know, especially it's uh, all all of our games from here on out are conference games, so it all matters in regards to postseason uh, standings wise, and also just um, continuing a upward trend as we head into uh, the later part of the season. One thing I wanted to ask you: the Bighorns. What's the name of the city? I can't pronounce Wenatchee. it. Okay, and that's in Oregon as well. Uh, that's that. So that's in Washington. So it's Washington's in eastern. Eastern. E, it's in, in the eastern part of Washington. Okay, well that's good to know as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, how do you do it all being a, f- a physical education elementary school teacher, an assistant coach at Corbin University, and then being a pro basketball player guard with the Salem Capitals, and being married on top of that? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that last part, because if you didn't mention it, I definitely would, because that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm able to do all the things that I can do is my lovely, supportive wife, um, my beautiful wife. She's just so supportive in my endeavors and um, is really just a backbone 
uh, for me to um, to support me in in all of these things, and and then ultimately my faith, uh, my faith in God, uh, just relying on Him to fulfill me and renew me with energy every day. It's just it's just an encouragement to be able to be used in this way in all these different um, in all these different places. Um, just being called to do that and uh, continually finding ways to um, just help others and serve others. Well, like you said, I really appreciate your friendship online and glad to get you on my show as well. This is my 264th episode uh, today since March of 2020, and uh, I'm working on a new career in the radio, and I want to prove to people that you can switch careers later in life as well. You absolutely can. You absolutely can, and you're doing a great job, Chris, and I really appreciate um, what you're doing to provide um a platform for a lot of different people in a lot of different realms. Um, I've seen, you know, the guests that you have on here. Um, it's really cool to see they're all from different walks of life. It's not just one thing, you know, so that's really cool. Thank you. I'm very lucky. And uh, a podcast is only as good as this guest. And uh, it's a lot of work. Anything you do in life, if you want to be successful, anything in life, uh, being an athlete or going into radio or a different career, you have to be willing to work hard and to learn and to be willing to improve every day. Yeah. And, and I'm also very lucky, Jason, as well. We'll get into questions. Uh, I'm involved with the National Basketball League of Canada here as a media affiliate. And mm -hmm. also um, now with the TBL a little bit as well. And you're my second TBL player to come on after Chris Darrington from the um, Toledo City, Glass City. And mm -hmm. uh, their head coach, uh, uh, Dave uh, Zamora. Really good guys, and uh, I'm getting to know people around the basketball league as well as the NBL Canada as well. Before we get into questions, what are your quick thoughts on this the merger between the uh, uh, the TBL and the uh, NBL of Canada for next year? I guess they're going to call it the Basketball Super League. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's really great what what the Magley family is doing to provide a um, opportunity and even on a greater scale for um, guys who are. I would say underrepresented or maybe underrated um, in regards to their basketball careers, guys who are just starting their basketball careers, maybe coming out of college, maybe played at a small school, maybe, maybe even played at a big school, but just didn't have the opportunities to really showcase themselves to, um, to other leagues. It just allows for um, guys in the U S and even, you know, abroad to come play here in the U S and to get, opportunities that you know normally wouldn't be there especially um with the basketball super league being created it's it from what it sounds like it sounds like there's going to be kind of just like a little bit of t different tiers in regards to like there's still going to be the tbl within reason but also there's going to be more of a higher echelon more of the financial state financially stable clubs and teams and franchises um, and also just more of the bigger markets. Um, they're going to be focusing on that while also still finding smaller markets to, to provide basketball and quality basketball in uh, a community focused environment. Yeah. Cause right now the TBL has got six divisions, 49 teams, the NBL of Canada, the national basketball league of Canada before the pandemic uh, had, I believe, 10 teams or whatever, and the pandemic really hit that league here really hard, and now they're down to four teams. And oddly, Stevenson, who's a great guy, their commissioner, uh, he knows Magley's very well, and uh, yeah. I think long-term this is the best solution um, as well because, like I said, uh, the NBA of Canada, uh, four-team league, it's just it's not – 
Yeah, it's, that's kind of hard. That's it's kinda it's hard. really I mean, hard. You, yeah. you play the same four teams, and that was something last year for us up here in the West. You know, we it, the West is more of an upstart in the last couple of years. You know, with us being in our first year last year, and then Vancouver. You know, they've been around Vancouver Volcanoes have been around for a while, well-known name, but joining them, the TBL. So that was like a first year. And so we played them almost 12 times last year. We actually played them overall, I think, 15 times, including the playoffs. And that was just simply because of geography. And then, you know, having only four teams in uh, in California as well, we essentially were a um, – know six six league team so sort of similar to that four league team where it's just like all right we know we know who we're going to be playing there's not really many additions or subtractions from the team in regard to personnel so it's just like all right we all know what we're we're each gonna do we just have to keep playing each other because ultimately that's what our schedule is allowing for and then uh the tbl uh put in three canadian franchises this year yeah. one in newfoundland which used to have an nbl of canada team yeah and then two teams in quebec uh the academy i guess in quebec and then the mm-hmm. other one was montreal so um yeah. i'm assuming i shouldn't I, I should get oddly stevenson on here and uh, maybe dave magley from your league as well mm-hmm. and i assume they're going to have an old canadian division for this uh super basketball league next year yeah, that would be that would be really cool, and I think I think it was a unique opportunity for us to go out to Newfoundland because that was really cool to just see the environment. The people were so hospitable. I mean, it was like the hotel that we stayed at; it was connected to the arena. So you walk through the lobby, walk upstairs, over on a sky bridge, and then through a little building, and then you're right you're literally in the arena. So that was a really cool experience for us because we. I'll brag. We have probably one of the best facilities in the West Division, if not in the whole TBL in Salem, with, with the Salem Armory Auditorium. It's one of the most beautiful venues that you could you could be in. And just being to then go into an actual like a true arena, it was it was a pretty cool experience. It felt like, you know, for me, I, this is my second year playing professional basketball. I haven't had a lot of professional basketball opportunities. And so being able to be in that arena setting. It was just a cool thing to see, especially, you know, how the town uh, of St. John's is rallying around their, one of their only, you know, professional teams in, in the area. Um, it's, it's really cool. Definitely. And uh, overall, you like Newfoundland. Did you get a chance to uh, sample some of their food down there? And, and oh yeah. The Canadian oh, yeah. protein? I, yeah, I did. So I got to have some really good food. I, man, I, I'll send you some pictures of the breakfast that they they comp they had complimentary breakfast for us every morning. Or, boy, we did not leave hungry. Let me tell you. And uh, I got to stop by Mary Brown's. We got to try the the chicken there, so that was pretty cool. Because we we're like, well, we're playing in the Mary Brown Center. We might as well try the Mary Brown's chicken. It was really good. Um, we went to a Freak Lunchbox. I think that's what the the candy store was called. Um, and that was pretty cool. I got to bring my wife home a bunch of stuff. I took pictures. I'm like, all right, what do you want? And like, uh, got to bring home a bunch of cool stuff, man. My favorite was the, it's like the, the big Kit Kat one, like the thicker Kit Kat, the big cat, but it had cookie dough in the middle. That was good. That yeah. Was- we, 
We have stuff that you guys don't have in the States, and then you guys have stuff in the States that we don't have in Canada. So when I always come over to your country, I always try to pick out stuff I can't get here at home as well. Hey, one thing, uh, my friend Tanner Stuckman, he plays for the Windsor Express. They were in Newfoundland as well. He loved it as well. And But they they ended up staying there a couple extra days because they had a small fire at the airport in uh, Newfoundland and and St. John. So they had to spend a couple extra days there. But overall, he said they uh, really enjoyed the arena and the a whole town everything there as well yeah yeah it's really it, it's a really nice place that's some that's somewhere where i would personally even if i wasn't playing basketball i would go back and visit again because it was just a beautiful area i loved how we got to go up to the cabot tower and that was really cool it, it just sits up very highly elevated and you can see everything like you can see the entire town and then you can see all the ocean just as far as you possibly can see. So it was really cool to be able to see that historical monument as well. And just walking around the town of Newfoundland and in St. John's there, like that was really, it was a really surreal experience. I was very fortunate that I was able to go. And, um, you know, ultimately on the court wise, it didn't go the way that we wanted to, but I mean, I being to getting to be there for basically a week was a really cool experience. I was going to say, and uh, you're from Salem, Oregon, uh, Oregon. It's the capital of Oregon. I didn't know that. And your population is about similar to the, the city where I live here in Ontario called Guelph, mm-hmm. 175,000 people. And it's uh, Salem is also the third largest city in Oregon. So I didn't know that. I've been reading up since I've had you as a guest. And, uh, and, the, and the basketball team was founded in 2020 and yeah. didn't start up until last year. And uh, how hard was it? during that pandemic for those two years? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know that I've gotten a little bit of insight in regards to like the, the way that things were going prior to um, our first season last year. And it's a really cool story. Um, you'll have to, I'll, I'll have to connect you with our, our owner, Jason Conrad, so he can tell you the story about uh, how the Salem Capitals came to be. Um, but ultimately, long story short, it was a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of trials, tribulations, and just a, a, a lot of good fortune too. And um, just being able to have the right guys, especially last year, like we, we had a great team last year where it just all pieced together. And then this year, we've built off of that as well. Uh, record-wise, it may not show it, but we're working through a lot of really cool things, and like we have a great group of guys that are like each other that want to work hard together and that's ultimately what matters what are the roster sizes for a tbl team so each each week there's 12 that can be active for the roster and then even if home game or away there's only 12 that can be active but you can have ultimately up to 15 on your on your actual roster but your active game day roster or which for us, we either play Friday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday. So one of those two days, um, you have to have your roster, <coughs> your roster submitted and in, and then it can't change for that week. Every week it can change, but like once you've submitted it, if that's what it is, even if there's an injury or anything like that, that's what it is. Is there a story behind the number you wear, number five? Um, honestly. It was one of the things when when I showed up um, after training camp last year, and I was looking through the numbers. I had I had never worn the number five. I had worn the number twenty five um, in high school, and I had worn the number 
23 in college. I'd worn the number 10 in college. Um, and those, all those numbers were taken. So I'm like, okay, well, this is my first professional opportunity. I'm going to try something new. And so the number five was there and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to take it. And from, from that moment, like, it's been a really cool thing to see, you know, people in the stands with my Jersey on, you know, with my name on it. It's like, this is cool. Like, cause in college I didn't really, you know, we didn't really have that high school. Obviously you don't really have that. Maybe you give your Jersey to someone to wear during the game or whatever it is. But um, it, it was just cool that people are genuinely investing their money in buying a Jersey that has my name on it. Like that's, that's like, one of the coolest things about this whole thing. How has the community of Salem supported the team so far? Oh, they've done such a great job. Um, you know, it's, it's still building. I mean, it's the second year. So we had a really good first year and people, you know, we averaged about 500 people uh, per, per game through the last season. And in, in our arena, it's really cool because the way that it's shaped, it's like all the way around the court but not like fully. So it's not like a regular arena where it's a circle. It's like almost a semi-circle. And then we have a stage where we have what's called the ox box, which is the 21 and over section. It's kind of like a nightclub type deal bar area where people, you know, 21 and over get to go hang out up there. So they get loud rap raucous, you know, it gets all crazy and really cool. And the, the community has been awesome, you know, getting to be involved in the community in the way that I am, you know, as a PE teacher here at the school, having all the kids wanting to go to the games and showing up in their Salem Capitals gear at school. And they're like, Mr. Smart, can you sign my shirt? You know, and all that stuff. And then also on the other side of things, getting to go to all the Chamber of Commerce events. There, There's people with it, all these small businesses they sponsor us they they want to be involved it's really cool how salem's just really wrapped itself around the team and again we're only in our second season so it's not like this is this is something that's been fully established or anything so we're still building uh supporters and a, a group of supporters but currently like we have some very diehard fans which is really cool because you know again we're in our second year it's not it's not like we've been around forever so What's the average ticket price for a game? Um, for for kids, it's like six bucks, and for adults, it's twelve. But on Sundays, we do students get in free. So um, any any kid, student, you know, basically even up to college students can get in free to the games on Sundays, and then um, and then otherwise, you know, adults are about twelve bucks. But um, that and that's just for general admission, just getting in. And what's really cool about our environment is that after the games everybody gets all the fans get to come on the court get we we are out there signing autographs you know talking taking pictures stuff like that as well which is awesome because then the you know it, it's more personal i would say than you know than most professional leagues and most professional teams that you see um because the and the environment the way that uh, you know jason conrad has and his dad bill have done a really good job of marketing the the team in a way that like during every timeout there's always something like there's like there's some kind of event some kind of fan engagement that's within it that is really cool that all like all the fans feel like they're actually part of it you know it's not like they're just sitting there watching the game drinking a beer or whatever you know it's like no like 
they're like, oh, I hope I get to get called down onto the court to do the three-point contest or to do the roll the ball to the, the bowling pin to win free bowling, you know, stuff like that. And we have some great community sponsors as well that have provided, you know, different incentives like Chuck E. Cheese, like, you know, there's they give $100 gift certificates, like, for kids to, you know, if they win the event, they get the thing, you know, so it's really cool. It sounds very similar to the NBL of Canada, too. It's a fan league where mm-hmm. the players are approachable. For media, I can talk to any players after the game and coaches, and then uh, they do autograph sessions as well. And, and you know what? That's the fun part. As much as I love pro sports, um, I, I I wouldn't get as many opportunities uh, without the ba- and, and National Basketball League of Canada and, and the smaller leagues. And I've watched your league, and uh, – Last year, the Albany Batoons I watched, the Toledo mm-hmm. Glass City, and uh, with technology and live streaming, people even here in Canada now can watch games like where you are up in Salem, Oregon, if they choose to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's really cool about the T- TBL and TBL TV. You know, it's a very consistent quality um, where, you know, you're able to to watch the game. Sometimes, sure, it's like – like anything, you know, a feed might cut out. It is what it is, right? Because it, it's not like everything's on cable. But the way the way that it's consistently, in general, like more accessible for everyone is really cool. Because I have family that live in Arizona. I have family that live in California. They're able to watch all the games on TBL TV. You know, they're able to get that subscription. And then, um, you know, and even, you know, my family that lives up in Washington, they're able to now go to games because, you know, we play in Seattle, we play in Wenatchee, we play in Vancouver, like they're able to go to these games and, or watch on TBL TV. So the access from that standpoint, the amount of access that people have to our product that we're putting out is awesome. Absolutely. Now I'm just going to get into some questions, Jason. Are you good for about another 20 minutes? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, no problem. My show originally was called 30 Minutes Live with CDP, but I got, but I was lucky with my guests over the years where they've been able to talk longer. But one thing I'm working on is whatever time my guests can give me, I just work around it because that's where you got to be flexible. It's like in sports, right. dude, you have to be flexible. So if somebody can only give you 20 minutes, that's what I do. So um, just some questions I wanted to ask you. Can you just tell my audience here a little bit? about yourself here in Ontario and where did you attend school and did you have a mentor or mentors when you were in school and that and starting up as a teacher as well? Yeah. So I, so growing, um, you know, for me, I, I went to four different universities over six different years. So I started, I started at a community college in Vancouver, Washington, I then transferred to a school back home, which is shoreline, Washington. Um, and then I moved down to Arizona and went to Arizona Christian University. Um, and after getting my uh, bachelor's degree in elementary education there, where I had some great mentors, um, they they were helping me, you know, see where where I was wanting to to go teaching wise. I actually started teaching um, at the end of my junior year of college. Um, I started teaching at a at a high school and I was teaching it was a middle high school. So it was, it was great. It was grade eight, uh, grade seven and eight through grade 12. So, um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and getting to teach, I was teaching math. So I was teaching statistics. Um, and, 
I was also teaching middle school math as well. And then when I moved up here to Salem, uh, I, I did what's called a graduate transfer um, and came and played basketball up here at Corbin University, which is where I currently coach. And I played here for um, a season. And then I immediately started coaching um, after that and started teaching up here. What do you enjoy the most about teaching and in coaching as well? I just love that um, God is using me to impact others and to, you know, utilize my gifts um, in ways that I would have never knew that I could do myself. You know, being in a college coaching position is something where you're providing an opportunity to people to get a college education, to play college basketball and to also further their, you know, their lives in one way or another. And that's something that, you know, again, it's, it's an, a privilege to be in that situation. It's not something where I take that lightly. I take that very seriously because, you know, this is, this is people's livelihood. They're spending money. There's, this is, there's opportunity costs that come with it for all these people. And, um, and then in regards to teaching, I just love, I, I teach kindergarten through fifth grade PE. And so I, I get to work with all the little kids. I get to work with the kids that are about to go into middle school. So like just helping them all, like just being with all the different ranges, like, you know, during basketball season, when I'm coaching, I start my mornings off with the college guys at five in the morning. And then I get here at seven 30 and by nine o'clock I'm with fifth graders. And then, you know, throughout the day, you know, I go fifth, fourth, third, and then I go kinder first, second. So like I get a wide range of kids and people that I get to interact with every day. And it's just so cool that how I'm being used and, um, you know, just being able to be an impact and be, be helpful and be able to serve um, all these kids and all these people. It's, re- it's just a really big blessing to be in this position. I know when I was back in elementary school, back in the 70s and 80s, I'm old. Physical education is so important. And, and to, even to this day, it is really important. It's not important just to go into school and stuff like that. But the physical education part of it is important as well. One thing I wanted to ask you about um, being an assistant coach with the university, uh, Corbin University, which is, I believe, in Salem. How hard is it being a student athlete and being able to balance the student life from the being an athlete life? Yeah, so that that's something where um, you know, remembering back when I was in was in college and was attending school. I mean, that that's one of the toughest things is you know time management. People don't understand like how important it is to be able to manage your time. Like if you don't know how to compartmentalize and or how to be like, hey, I need to do this. I need this now. Like I need to be able to sneak in a twenty minute nap, or else I'm not going to be good for the rest of the day type of stuff like that. And so that's something that I impart on my on my incoming freshmen because my position at Corbin is unique. I coach what's called the gold squad, which is the development team. So we bring in student athletes that are wanting a college basketball opportunity that may or may not be good enough athletically to be on our varsity team. And so I provide the opportunity and I'm so grateful that God's put me in this position to provide this opportunity where we play a schedule of, you know, up to 20 games against the junior colleges or the JV teams of some of the four-year universities around here, or even the club teams of some of the bigger universities. And, you know, 
one of the biggest things that I impart on my incoming freshmen is you got to learn how to manage your time. It's going to be tough the first month of school because you're going to think, oh, I want to go hang out with friends. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, but I got to be up at 430 in the morning. No, I'll be fine. I'll just go to sleep at two. And then they wake up. I got to be up at 430, be ready for the lift. They're dragging during the lift or they're dragging during practice. I'm like, you you didn't get enough sleep, did you? And he was like, no, I didn't. And so, you know, helping them understand and them also having to figure it out themselves because they're young men. They have, they're leaving home for the first time. They're learning what it's like to be a student and an athlete. And it's not like you're in high school where you get to live with family. You get to have everything provided for you. You know, you have now you're an adult. You have to do it all yourself within reason. Do you drink a lot of coffee with getting up early in the morning? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually, um, I actually just started probably, it's funny, spring break. So spring break was maybe three weeks ago. I had not had caffeine for over a year and a half prior to this last, to spring break a couple weeks ago. And since I got on spring break, I literally have had at least a cup a day which is weird. Like, cause that's just, it's not an addiction for me or anything like yeah. that. It's just, you know, I'm like, okay, sure. I feel like having a coffee. Sure. Why not? You know, but I'm not, I am not a, a caffeine addict by any stretch. I don't, I don't, you, I don't lean on it. I definitely just, you know, rely on drinking a lot of water, staying hydrated. And uh, if a coffee sounds good, a coffee sounds good. Now, when you're teaching the younger kids, obviously you, it's physical education. Do you also teach uh, about nutrition as well at that age or is that mm -hmm. too young for those ages? Yeah, so we, we touch on a little bit of everything um, in that regard because, you know, with, with the younger kids, we try to teach them, okay, you know, like this is my plate, like like how, how you're supposed to fuel yourself, you know, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, what you should stay away from. But what's really hard is I teach in a, a very low income, high poverty um, school. So the access to um, what you could consider quality food and quality um, resources is kind of hard for, for a lot of these kids. So they're, they're eating a lot of stuff with fillers in it, artificial stuff, all that. And so we're trying to, you know, help them understand, hey, this is probably not what you should be eating. And you should probably be eating this. And what's hard is in the US, I, I don't know how it is in Canadian schools, but in the US, the school lunches they provide are not good here. I mean, it, they try to say that they're healthy, but they're not. It, like I, I see it every day. I, I work, I, I'm in the lunchroom um, for a half hour and it's just, it's, it's not healthy. Like there's a little salad bar in the middle, but it's just, it's, it's not healthy. It, it, it just looks like mystery meat, if I'm being honest, <laughs> on, most of, on, most of the, uh, on most of the meals. But no, we try, we try our best to teach um, nutrition to the kids. Um, and then we also try to help them have a physical awareness of their bodies. I mean, showing, you know, again, we don't, we talk about, you know, cardiovascular system, cardiovascular endurance and all that stuff. And so it's a, it's a really cool thing. That's something I need to get back to because when I was younger in school, I was active playing sports and participating in physical education and I was eating better. But when you get older in life, if you don't stay active, those pounds stick onto you. So my next goal besides getting into radio is probably to lose weight and become healthier and feel better. And uh, getting sleep uh, makes a difference too with weight and stuff like that and nutrition as well. 
Mm-hmm. It sure does. And that's something that's something where, you know, as as you age and as you move forward in years, your metabolism starts slowing down. And so then your ability to process the food and use it as energy is is slowing down too. So that's awesome though, that you're, you have that goal. And I really hope that you, you get to follow through on that and that you, you also get to accomplish your, your goal to get into to media as well. Yeah. One thing I'm, I've learned this too, and it's not just as athletes, it's going to any career, you're going to have your successes, but you're also going to have your rejections. Don't take the rejections personally, use it as motivation to keep improving and continue to keep learning. And yeah. you're never too old to keep learning as well. Right. That's right. The, the old can't teach old dog new tricks isn't true. Absolutely. Are you okay for a few more minutes, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm good for we're, five at least. Okay, five more minutes. Okay. Yeah, you already talked about your physical education teacher role. Uh, this is going to lead to my next question. I'm learning about listening skills too. Sometimes you ask a guest a question, and they can give you the answers to four or five questions. Right. So, <laughs> so this one I wanted to ask you, uh, how did you be- end up becoming an assistant coach with the men's basketball team at Corbin University? And what has that experience been like so far? Yeah, so I so- – when I moved up to, to Salem to graduate transfer at Corbin, um, I knew that my degree was going to be, it was a two-year master's degree in education with a, a curriculum and instruction emphasis. And so with that, I knew that um, I was going to be here for two years. And so um, once once the season had ended, it actually, you know, again, it, the pandemic had hit because uh, it was 2019-2020 season. So twenty. Once 2020 season literally ended, um, that the pandemic hit, and our coach at the time, the coach that brought me up there, he actually left the school, and so then there, what happened was there was now a new opportunity with a new coach coming in, and so Coach Taylor Kelly, he came to us from Vanguard University down in Southern California, and um, one of the things that he and I talked about, you know, I had expressed I'm interested in joining the coaching staff and so uh, he hired me on um, to run run the development team and also be an assistant coach for the for the varsity team and then from there um, you know with the trust that we've built and with my role growing I decided to step down from the varsity position and focus solely on being the development uh, coach because that's something that you know, that I feel a strong passion for. And I feel like there's a calling on my life for that and to impact those kids in that way. And so I've been running the development program now for three years. How many games do they play in college basketball at Corbin? And what division is it in NCA basketball? So it is in the NAIA. So it's okay. in the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the NAIA is, it's a really, it's really cool because there are a lot of guys who are playing professionally anywhere that played in the NAI and it's, it's a very, very competitive, uh, division, um, comparable to division two NCAA. So it's, there's a lot of, a lot of players that, um, that choose to go the NAIA route instead, um, that have ended up in the professional leagues. Um, but they usually play, um, about 24, games 24 games in in the regular season and then from there it kind of you know it moves up towards the 30s wow and um finally i'm going to get to two more quick questions for you yeah. uh this one i wanted to ask you thoughts on the salem capital uh, 
to your capital season so far, and what do you feel the team needs to improve upon going forward? And just quick thoughts on your coach player, Kevin Johnson Jr. and Cody Brock, your assistant coach. Yeah, so um, so far this season, um, there's definitely, it's been, you know, we've been growing together, you know, um, getting to play with Kevin last year um, as a teammate and now having him as a coach is a really cool opportunity because we get to know, we know each other, you know, we know each other, we sweated together, we bled together, all that. And so a lot of the guys, a lot of the returning guys feel the same way in that, you know, it's not like you're building a whole new relationship with the person. Um, but even with our new additions, it's it's been really good um, seeing our unit become cohesive. Um, and if you're, if you're putting into context our schedule, right, we lost three games in to the same team, which is Newfoundland, right? And then Seattle, who leads our division, we've lost to them three times. So six of our losses are from two different teams. And so where we're sitting at right now is not in a, a pretty good spot because the rest of the teams that we're playing, we're taking care of, you know. So um, we're, we're just continually growing and finding our identity in defense and rebounding and, you know, just making sure that we're working well together and continually focused towards our end goal of which is peaking at the right time. It's not about right now. We're, we're trying to figure things out and that's great because we're not at the end of the season. And it's, it's, it's a nice point just being after the all-star break here, just the second week after the all-star break where we get to align ourselves and, you know, start our trajectory in the right direction. You've played 14 games so far. How many games are in a regular season for the TBL? Um, for the TBL, I believe there are there's about 21 in the regular season. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, I think there's about 21. That sounds about right. Um, and because just to, and it all depends on um, what your uh, with your within your conference, you know, because you know in our conference we have three team. Uh, yeah, we have three teams in Washington, one team in Oregon. And then we have, I believe, four teams in um, in California. So we have eight teams. So we play each other at least two times and then two to three times, I would say. So um, and then adding adding in our other games that we've sprinkled in there. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to have to have you back on again because there's more questions I want to ask you in the For future. Sure. But, uh, traveling, you guys do it all on bus then, or do you guys do some flights? Um, so, obviously, for Newfoundland, we flew. Um, yes. We weren't, weren't going to drive that one. But um, <laughs> some some of the some of our trips we fly. Some of them we just we drive. Uh, we, car, we either carpool or, or get, um, you know, community vehicle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things which – we all work together to make sure that we get there. Okay, definitely. And before we wrap this up, the last question is, where can my audience follow you on social media and the Salem Capitals and Corbin University's men's basketball team? And quickly, uh, do you have a prediction for the NBA playoffs? I'm going to put you on the spot there. Before oh, okay. Out. All right. So I'll think about the playoffs while I give you all the uh, social media stuff. Um, check checking out uh, Salem Capitals on, on Instagram is the best place to check out for all of the Salem Capitals stuff. Um, they're not so much active on Twitter. Uh, I myself, I'm on Twitter, Jason Smart 10. Um, I'm on Instagram, Jason Smart 10. Um, that's uh, 
pretty much on if you want to look me up on facebook jason smart um i'll i'll accept friend requests um and i just love connecting with people and so um it's really cool to be able to uh, be on your show chris and be able to reach a new audience in canada and i hope to make not only some new friends but some new fans in canada as well um and also just continue to help you grow your uh, audience well, I was going to say, and uh, NBA pick, do you have somebody that you uh, see winning the NBA Finals? See, it's hard for me. The NBA is hard for me. Here's why. I'm from Seattle, born, born and raised in Seattle. So I don't have a team. So anybody but OKC can win it, and I'm fine. So okay. with that, I would say I'm going for the Suns simply because Kevin Durant is a, is a Sonic. Whether he put Whatever uniform he puts on, he's still a Sonic to me. So I'll go the Suns. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. But one thing I want to say before I let you go is the Seattle uh, Supersonics will be back in the NBA right. within, the, within the next few years. Because Se- Seattle's now got a hockey team. They're supporting that. And mm-hmm. Seattle is a basketball team. And it's just a matter of time before Seattle uh, gets a back an NBA franchise as well. Bingo. But, Jason, I want to say thank Thank you so much for giving me some time today out of your busy schedule. And uh, good luck tonight against the Bighorns and then the Bakersfield uh, Majestics, I believe, on Saturday night. So you got a busy weekend ahead of you. Yeah, busy one. And my birthday's on Sunday. So I was going to say April 23rd. So happy birthday, yeah. Jason. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. So Appreciate you have, have a great rest of the day, great weekend, and we'll definitely keep in touch with you and, and, the, and the TBL as well. Thank you again, Jason. Sounds good, man. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed Season 5, Episode 44 today with Jason Smarr, uh, guard with the uh, TBL, the Basketball League, uh, Salem's Capital, and he's also an elementary school phys ed teacher, and he's also an assistant coach with Corbin's University and Salem, Oregon as well. I'm just going to play a little video clip of uh, the Salem Salem, uh, Capitals of the Basketball League and an interview with their owner. basketball team here in Salem. The Salem Capitals are part of the TBL, the Basketball League, the Professional Basketball League with 45 teams across the country and we are excited to be here. After I had graduated high school, I signed a Division I scholarship with Portland State University, and I was super excited. I moved out here, was in the dorms, and with a week being in the dorms, I just fell into a major slump emotionally, and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to navigate it. I didn't know what steps to take, and I didn't know if I should let people know or not. It was this, I was a high-profile male athlete, and I wasn't supposed to be emotional about things. And I eventually just reached that point where the water just kind of tipped over the edge and I had to make the decision to walk away from Portland State. And I literally went from the coach's office letting them know I couldn't do this anymore to the hospital. And I was diagnosed bipolar and then a whole new journey started. The biggest thing for me is I just didn't want to be a burden to people. And so I didn't want the help. And I didn't ask for the help because that was my first thought was, I don't want to drag people down with me if I'm going to go down. And 
I've definitely learned from these experiences that once my mind is made up about something, it's real hard to change it. And that was probably my biggest learning experience over this entire journey, you know, which is still going on, um, that it's okay to ask for help and that people genuinely want to help you. Basketball, just like cooking, drawing, writing, um, it kind of just became my sanctuary and I'd be out there and basketball on more than one occasion has literally saved me. And so to be able to have it come full circle and be in the position I'm in and be able to use basketball as a platform, not only for the community engagement, but for me to be able to build upon that community engagement and use that platform to promote this mental health awareness, I think is the most important thing to me. And that's, you know, I don't want to say that's what I'm most excited about. I think as a whole, I'm just excited all around, but it's something I'm really looking forward to, you know, implementing and building on. In the back of my mind, I always have that what if. And I totally could have done bigger and better things, but I'm a very big, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, the adversity that I had to navigate in my past led me to this point, which is exactly where I want to be. That clip was courtesy of the Salem, Oregon Chamber, and that was uh, their owner, Jason Conrad, the president, team marketing owner of the Salem Capitals. And again, you can check the, their website out, salemcapitalsbasketball.com as well, or you can check out the basketballleague.net as well. And I want to say again, thank you to Jason Smarr uh, of Guard with the Salem Capitals phys ed teacher, and also assistant coach with the Corbin University a men's basketball team for coming on today as well, guys. Just to wrap this up, next slide with CDP Sports Talk, Season 5, Episode 45, brought to you by Barry Collins Chevrolet, will be Monday, April 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern with country singer-artist Kirsty Krause out of Nashville, Tennessee. So she's going to talk about her career as a country singer and how she got into the music industry. And uh, she's based out of Ten Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you guys can tune in again to Season 5, Episode 45, this Monday night, April 24th at 8 p.m. with country singer-artist uh, Kirsty Krause from Nashville, Tennessee as well, guys. A little bit of sports to talk about before we wrap this up. The OHL Playoffs West Finals will be Sarnia and London. This will be the first time Sarnia will ever be in the third round in the OHL Playoffs. And uh, the winner of that game, Sarnia-London series, will go to the OHL Championship. The Eastern Conference is still to be decided. The Peterborough Peets are upsetting the Ottawa 67s, the number one team in the country right now. Three games to one, but don't count Ottawa out yet. And then you have a great series between North Bay and Barry, which is tied 2-2. So the Eastern Conference of the OHL uh, still has a little ways to go yet to determine their final two teams in the East. But I'm really looking forward to the Sarnia Sting and London Knights. The Sarnia Sting swept the Saginaw Spirit to, to advance, and London Knights uh, defeated the Kitchener Rangers in five quick games to advance as well, guys. Also, National Basketball League of National Basketball League of 
Canada action tonight. You have the Kalamazoo team from the TBL taking on the London Lightning at Budweiser Gardens and the Kitchener Waterloo Titans taking on the Windsor Express live at 7 p.m. at both the WFCU Center and Budweiser Gardens Center. And if you can't make it down to Windsor or London tonight, you can watch online stream at NBLC TV at 7 p.m. as well. My friend John will be doing the game for the London Lightning, John Urban, and for the Windsor Express, the uh, talented Aaron Sanders for the Windsor Express as well. Also, guys, NBA playoffs tonight. You got Boston and Atlanta. Boston's up two games to none. Cleveland at the Knicks. They're tied at 1-1. And then Denver and Minnesota as well, guys. Again, also, you guys can check out the TBL's website, thebasketballleague.net as well. Before we wrap this up, guys, like I do with every show, live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Pame, is on weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern Sports Talk and the heartbeat of Atlanta. And you can check out their website at wqefm.radio. 12345.com as well. And again, Jason's uh, basketball team, uh, you can check out the Salem Capitals basketball team.com is their website. And also, you guys can follow Jason Smar on Twitter at Jason Smar number 10 as well. 10. As always, guys, live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch and LinkedIn, and I want to say thank you to everybody watching this on live stream as well, guys. Just bear with me. I'm just trying to fix my graphics. I'll do that after as well. Also, guys, you can check out my website at beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme. All my uh, digital content and previous podcast episodes are on that website. Again, beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out Barry Cullen for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at as well. And they do have pre-orders available for the O-Electric Silverado pickup truck and the O-Electric Cadillac Lyric as well. And it's also, again, truck months at Barry Cullen Chevrolet, 2023 Silverado 1500, 3.49% financing for up to 72 months. Eligible Costco members can receive a $750 gift card uh, on select trucks as well. So check out Barry Cullen again for that. And I want to say thank you for them, the sponsor of my show as well. Before we wrap it up, guys, you guys can follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. That's at Live with CDP on TikTok. I post a lot of uh, uh, content on TikTok as well if you want to check me out there as well. And as always, StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're in the webinars or podcasting like myself, highly recommend StreamYard as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is produced by CDP Media Productions. Myself, Chris Palme, here in Ontario, 2023 as well. Also, guys, Live with CDP Sports Talk podcast. The audio version is available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, 
Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitchered, and Tuned In. And again, weeknights at 8 o'clock on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Metro Atlanta as well. And I want to say thank you to Ryan O'Neill for having me on his show on his station four nights a week from 8 o'clock at night to 9 o'clock as well, guys. Also, there's some NBA news I wanted to bring up today. The Toronto Raptors today announced after five years they have uh, fired, let go, uh, head coach Nick Nurse. Uh, Nick Nurse is uh, their second winningest coach in franchise history and uh, only one to win an NBA championship in the NBA Coach of the Year of 2020. So uh, I was kind of surprised. I really thought Nick Nurse would have been back for another year, but I guess uh, the Toronto Raptors and their general manager, uh, Missouri, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but their general manager and president, I guess, felt it was time for the Toronto Raptors to move on. But I believe Nick Nurse is a really good head coach uh, and will find another job as well. And the Detroit Pistons are looking for a head coach, too, after Dwayne Casey uh, is not coming back after his fifth year as well. So we'll see what happens there as well, guys. So, again, I want to say thank you to everybody for watching live with CDP Sports Talk today, my 264th episode, and uh, really appreciate uh, uh, Jason Smart giving me some time out of his day uh, to talk about the Salem Capitals, the Basketball League, and also his uh, role as a phys ed uh, teacher in an elementary school in Salem, Oregon, and also about uh, Corbin University, where he's involved as an assistant coach as well. And guys, as for my NBA picks, I'm picking the Boston Celtics to win the NBA championship as well guys and finally before we wrap it up again and just to let you know the next live with cdp sports talk again brought to you by barry cohen chevrolet monday april 24th at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central time with country singer artist uh kirsty kraus from nashville tennessee so i really hope you guys can tune into that show and she's going to talk about her music career country singing and being in nashville tennessee as well so i hope everybody has a great day great weekend i will be in london tomorrow night covering the london lightning game against the tbl uh kalamazoo team as a media affiliate so please check out all my social media pages for videos pictures and uh game night story between the london lightning and kalamazoo team as well they're playing tonight too at budweiser garden in london so london is playing back-to-back nights against uh, kalamazoo michigan at budweiser garden and the windsor express are taking on the kw titans tonight at seven o'clock at the wfc center in windsor and if you can't make it down to windsor or london for uh national basketball league of canada games check out NBLC TV as well. And John Urban does a great job with the Lightning Games. And Aaron Sanders, one of the best, does the Windsor Express Games. Again, thank you to Jason Smart for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk today. And again, uh, I hope everyone has a great day, great weekend. And we'll see you guys Monday night at 8 o'clock with my guest, Kirsty Krause. Again, a country music singer out of Nashville, Tennessee. Have a great day, great weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you Monday night for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cohen Chevrolet.